All right, let's get some rest. Let's fill our mind with scripture and meditate and draw close to God through listening to his voice and his word. This podcast, if you're new to it, is designed for folks having a hard time getting some rest and getting to sleep and whose minds won't start and won't stop racing and uh, who just feel ill at ease. And my whole aim is just to read scripture to you and prompt you to think about what it says. So this isn't really a teaching podcast. I, I try. I'm not always successful at this, but I try not to inject too much of my own interpretation or explanation of things. Um, really just trying to get you to think about the words of Scripture, because I believe that that's where a true rest for your soul is found. And I think there's nothing more important that you can do. So without further ado, I want to say hello to folks from Negri Sembilan, Malaysia, who are listening. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening wherever you might be. And pray for us and jump in and we'll get started in Romans chapter 1, starting at verse 22. Father, thank you for this listener. I know they are very dear to you. I know that you created them carefully in your image, that they are invested with uh, great dignity and worth and value by virtue of being one of your creations. I know that you love them. I know you sent your son, Jesus Christ, to die for them, and there's nothing good you would hold back from them because of that. And just pray that they would know those things and that they would feel it at peace now as they settle in and just listen to you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Because verse 22 begins, uh, it's sort of in the middle of a train of thought, I really need to go back and start from a little bit earlier. So we'll start at verse 18 and gather momentum and then hit verse 22, and that's where we'll slow down and really think about what we're hearing. So Romans 1, verse 18 says, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men, who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. For what can be known about God is plain to them, because God has shown it to them. For his invisible attributes namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made. So they are without excuse. For although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him, but they became futile in their thinking and their foolish hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools. And this is verse 22. So this is where we're going to, to slow down. So... He's talking about people who, apart from God's intervention through Jesus Christ, are destined for God's wrath because God will have to judge all ungodliness and unrighteousness. And he's describing them as those who suppress the truth. Uh, he's saying that there is an observable truth that God exists just within creation itself and that it's not that people don't know that, it's that they suppress what they intuitively and instinctively know about that. And so they reject God, they suppress the truth about God, leaving them without excuse, refusing to honor Him as God or give thanks to Him. And in that process of rejecting God, human beings who were designed to embrace God and love God and honor Him and live in gratitude and um, submission and dependence upon Him, by rejecting all that that we're designed for, we become futile in our thinking. 
and our foolish hearts become darkened. And then now, food for thought right now, claiming to be wise, they became fools. So part of the, the symptoms of a rejection of God is that we think we are becoming wise, we think that we're wise, we claim to be wise, and yet we become increasingly foolish. Now, I don't know exactly where you stand with God. I don't know if you are in a place of grateful submission to him as God, and therefore you're growing more wise. Or if you're, maybe you're restless because you're in a place of rejecting God and therefore are becoming increasingly foolish. Proverbs teaches that the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. But let's just evaluate that for a moment. Where where are you in this? Are you growing in the true wisdom that can only come from knowing and relating to God as God? Or are you growing in the folly that comes from rejecting God? I think it'd be appropriate, too, to think about the people that we're learning from. We're drawn to read books and listen to podcasts and um, subscribe to teachers and teachings from folks who seem wise and who maybe claim to be wise. But not everyone who claims to be wise is wise. Some claim to be wise, and yet they are foolish because they are rejecting God. So think about the people that you're learning from, are these people who have embraced God in a humble dependency upon him, or are these people who are rejecting God? As you keep pondering that, let's read on a little further. Claiming to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man and birds and animals and creeping things. So this is a reference to idolatry. These folks that he has in view have rejected God and in their rejection of God, they've, they've had to look for other things to worship, other things to depend on. I think it's just, you know, according to scripture and human experience, that's just part of our nature is we are designed to worship and depend on something outside of ourselves, bigger and better than ourselves. And so when we reject the one true God, we tend to replace him with false, little, puny, fake gods. And that's what's happened here. Claiming to be wise, they became fools. And they they did this exchange. It says, and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man and birds and animals and creeping things. 
Now, idolatry, as expressed here in this ancient culture, has changed for us today. We don't typically, although in some ways we we might, but we don't typically, in modern-day America anyway, bow down to and worship images resembling things as if they give us some access to a greater power. But we are often tempted to exchange the glory of the immortal God for lesser things. And so think on that for just a little bit here. Could it be that your restlessness, your struggle, stems from an exchange wherein instead of beholding and celebrating and praising the glory of the one true immortal God, you have begun to devote yourself to lesser things. If so, maybe a good step in the right direction right now in response to this passage is to reverse the exchange. Instead of being so focused on lesser things, just focus your mind on the glory of the immortal God right now. What does that even mean? What does it mean to say that God is glorious? How is he glorious? What's so glorious about God? Now, what I'd like to do to round out our time together right now is go back to verse 18 and read through it slowly. And just prompt you to consider and visualize what it would look like to live perfectly in light of this passage. Just picturing your life tomorrow. And then we'll pray that God would, through Jesus Christ and his grace and empowerment, and enable you to do that tomorrow. So going back to verse 18. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness. What would it look like for you to forsake all ungodliness and embrace godliness tomorrow. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men. What would it look like for you to forsake unrighteousness and instead pursue righteousness tomorrow?
verse 18 goes on, who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. What would it look like for you to fully embrace the truth of what you know to be true about God tomorrow? What would it look like for you to embrace the truth about God's invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature that have been clearly perceived ever since the creation in the world of the world in the things that have been made? Based on verse 21, what would it look like for you to know God, honor him as God, give thanks to him, and thereby become more fertile in your thinking. And therefore your heart be growing ever more wise and therefore your heart growing ever more enlightened. What would it look like not just to claim to be wise and yet be fools, but actually to become wise through the fear of the Lord? What would it look like to forsake lesser things and live in light of the glory of the immortal God tomorrow? As you're thinking about these things, let me pray for you that God would empower you to live in light of this truth tomorrow. Father, thank you again for this dear listener. Thank you for bringing them to this podcast to listen to this scripture right now. Would you please, through your Holy Spirit, press it into their hearts and transform them by the renewal of their minds and enable them to grow in true wisdom and never exchange your glory for lesser things. In Jesus' name, amen.